Live from Salt Lake City, this is Heart of the Matter 2.0. I'm Sean McCraney, your host, and it is June 12th, 2018. Tonight we have part two with Eric Jurdy and near-death experiences. Part one was great. Part two is even better. I, I really was enthused after we uh, were able to talk, and you're going to watch that in just a second. But uh, we have a little tutorial um, from Michael in Sweden, who uh, is going to show us something about our website and all the podcasts which are available through hotm.faith. Take a look at that right now. All right, we're excited to show you the HOTM podcast archives page. Simply go to hotm.tv, select in the menu, podcasts. Once you're there, you're going to have four different choices. Currently, we have HOTM 2.0 Christianity, which is the current ongoing show with Sean McCraney, our host, our pastor, our friend. Uh, we have HOTM 1.1 Evangelical, which is a previous HOTM series. HOTM 1.0 Mormonism, which we all know Mormonism just ain't the same. Then we have Christianarchy Today, which is an ongoing show. Um, all you have to do once you're here, click on one of the buttons. So I'll click uh, Christianarchy Today. That'll take me to that particular show's podcast playlist player. And this particular show, since it's an ongoing show, you're going to see the latest episode at the top. If you want to go back to previous shows, you just go down and you can see which episode you'd like to choose. Uh, the additional thing here is if you go up to, for example, HOTM 1.0 Mormonism, what you're going to see in this playlist is that it starts from episode one. The reason why it's a reverse order here, both there and in Evangelical, is because those shows are finished there's no more additional shows added to them. Uh, so you have the ability to scroll through here, go to any previous episodes you would like to watch, and same thing with uh, Mormonism and so on. So it's, it's pretty simple to navigate. One thing you can also do is scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can download the free Spreaker podcast app. This is both for an iPhone or an Android. You click on one of the two options. Once you've downloaded that, all you have to do is search for HOTM to pull up all the shows that we have hosted there. Uh, in addition to these podcasts, we have the audiobook Knife to a Gunfight. Any additional audiobooks will also be placed up there. Campus Meat and Milk are also coming to there soon. I hope you can take the time to listen to the podcast. They're really great. Uh, when you don't have the time to sit and watch an actual YouTube video, to just sit in the background and listen to the podcast as you're doing additional work. So I suggest to try it out, start playing them, enjoy them. Also, don't forget to share and recommend to all your friends and family. Thank you. We are back with Eric and uh, Jerdy of Near-Death Experience and uh, talking about Near-Death Experiences last week. Phenomenal, uh, interesting, insightful, touching, and uh, really something to look at and give con some consideration to, especially with the vast amount of ma uh, material that Eric has mentioned and referencing throughout. You can also go to his uh, Facebook uh, page. It's a private page. He has to accept you or one of his uh, administrators have to accept you. 
But the way they get to it, Eric, is... It's a private, it's a closed group, it's called on Facebook. Group. It's called Jesus and the Near-Death Experience. Jesus and the Near-Death Experience on Facebook. And they just do whatever you do on that uh, yeah. thing. And we you'll try decide. To, yeah, we try to, yeah, we try to make it very user-friendly. So I, we don't post too much as admins. We want to let the people on there post if they... We can pray for people. People that have NDEs can share them. Uh, they have questions. It's anything, anything related that's kind of Jesus, Christianity, near-death experiences. Bring it in. Come on in. How do you uh, decide who you let in and who you don't? Um, we, we usually let most, most people in, okay. but we like to kind of check people out to make sure because there's some, a lot of fake accounts and there's a lot of like, people who want to spam. Oh, okay. But most people will let in, give them a, a fair shake. Yeah. Okay, so last week we left off, a lot of talk about a lot of things, a lot with Eric's life up to the point where he was uh, investigating near-death experiences, and then he shared some really interesting things about s spirits and what's around us that's invisible in relation to near-death experiences and how near-death experiences benefit us in the faith, how they help us get perspective, uh, very informative, and I have found this just fascinating. But we may get into something now and we're going to continue on to talk about near-death experiences in in this hour but i want to know about pre uh pre-mortal life pre-mortal pre life yeah pre-existence pre-existence well that is a it's <laughs> heavy duty sean <laughs> i i do i from my i mean from my research in near-death experiences i have to conclude personally that we have some existence before coming to earth uh, even in the scriptures, it says, uh, before you're born, I knew you, uh, you know, G God. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah 1.5. God knew us. Um, I don't think we've existed from eternity, okay. uh, other than an abstract way that we're all part of God, right? Because God is our Father. But as, as, an distinct, as a distinct soul, I think we have existed before coming to earth, but just not for eternity. Okay. It's hard. I don't know how. I, I can only go by what I've read, information that people who've died to come back have said, my reading of the scripture. I think it's important to realize that heaven and earth work on different time scales. Earth is linear, so everything is, is dilated, right? Heaven is vertical. And if you read the Greek New Testament, it says age during. Mm -hmm. Well, what is age during, mm -hmm. right? It, it doesn't say eternal, mm -hmm. but eternity is in, is a, is in an instant. So it's not linear. Okay. It's, we, we see things as a time dilation. One hour, we can, we can feel the passage of time. Eternity, everything is happening at once right now. Mm -hmm. it's, it's this way, Earthway is this way. So as far as our souls are concerned, we're, our existence began at the vertical, at some time in the vertical. Okay. And so a lot of people who have, who have had near-death experiences, they, they die, they go up to heaven, and they meet people that they know but they don't know them it's like i know you i love you it's like they've had a reunion mm. like mary neal did mary neal yeah she incredible nde and she believes in pre-existence i think to some point yes okay. i don't know the extent of her her thought on pre. she doesn't really delve into it too deeply that i've read but she said in her nde she was greeted by some people she didn't even know who they were but she knew them better than she knew people on earth. It was the weirdest thing. Mm. And they were, when she actually died and crossed the veil and was over in heaven, uh, she said that um, 
they were so happy. Like they were dancing. Mm. They were so joyous. It was like, we're back. How's it going? It's like, hey, Sean, mm. where have you been, man? Mm. You know? And it was just like a wonderful reunion. There was so much happiness, so much joy. And so I, I think we did, we were formed and we existed before we came to earth. And maybe you had a, even, this is going to sound partially LDS, even had maybe a, a say in our trials on earth to help us grow. Um, I just don't know the extent of it because heaven, heavenly time and events and this don't translate to earth. So you can't, I can't really explain it. Okay. Like I said, I don't think we existed for eternity right. other than in an abstract way we are, we come from God, right? He, we're his children. I just don't know. I don't know at what point the soul is like created and then come, you know, comes to earth. But I have to, I have to say we had some existence, we had some identity before being born. I don't think it was like we were born and then here is our soul, here's our personality, here's everything. And you get that from the study of near-death experiences in addition to your own personal opinion and some passages in scripture. Some passages, there's some passages in the book of Psalms Mm -hmm. um, that talk about it in the New Testament that, uh, that make some allusions to it. It's not too deep you have to kind of like be able to because the bible is as of in a way is a big parable you got to really spiritually understand things in a way um but i try to take it all okay. i try to see the big picture and kind of put it all together but i i see him as harmonious with the bible okay. i'm not i'm not a i'm not a full i'm not a full pre-existence guy like like the, like the lds churches by any means who are these children coming down right right and the eternal regression yeah. but i am i do believe that we that god forms us that god loves us that we know our family and some of our friends and we and we build relationships mm-hmm. and then and then we we come down to earth so let me just uh, say a couple things because this is so anathema to so many christians uh one you could would you could you possibly concede or admit that uh before i formed thee in the belly i knew you that perhaps our pre-mortal existence was in the mind of god that, that the spiritual mind of God had us, and we had familiarity with other uh, uh, thoughts and mind of God before coming here, rather than the anthropomorphic cut-out picture of spirits that yeah. are waiting together in a, in a pick park yeah. up there that, hey, it's your turn to come yeah. down, Jane. Yeah. All right. You know, it's, it could be something as far-reaching as that. It, it's possible. possible. I'm not going to deny it. Right. It's possible. But we don't just see the thing is is because when an NDE or dies they see their they see their body but it's like a spirit it's it's translucent most of the time you know what I mean so it's energy that doesn't mean that that's how we know it before we came to Earth right because we just know that in the NDE because we were anthropomorphic on Earth right you understand what I'm saying yeah. so and it's also possible when it says I knew you. It, it, to me, it kind of intimates that he, he, in order to knew us, we had to be distinct in a way too. Mm-hmm. So it could be it's more than just a thought in his in God's mind that this is going to be a soul I'm going to create. It could be I knew you like your parent knows you know your five year old son. Yeah. Well, in the early the first show, you mentioned that he is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, yeah. and so the way a Christian would explain Jeremiah one five would say. Uh, he knows everything before he does it. So that's what he's talking about there to the prophet Jeremiah. Let me give you a couple, uh, a little pushback from a biblical perspective. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus said, I am from above, you are from beneath. So he seems to say, I'm the only one that came down from heaven and the only one who goes back to heaven 
it like this is going to be me because only ones who come down from heaven go back to heaven and he was speaking of himself the the second thing that i think of is um paul he teach he says that which is spiritual is not first he says that which is carnal or material is first and that which is spiritual is second meaning we were born carnal creatures and we become spiritual creatures by rebirth and the third thing i would just throw in for you to consider is that uh the the typical typical which doesn't matter traditional christian view is that god formed adam out of the clay he breathed into him the breath of life and adam then became a living soul mind will and emotion suke in the greek and then when eve was taken from his side she had a mind will and emotion formed from the clay of adam and those two as they procreated sent that spirit god blew into them and that is what generated life and there is there's just the continuation of god's breath there's no more of earlier spirits coming right. down right. that's how the christians are right i realize that's not your view but i just wanted to share that's yeah. how a christian would see it absolutely it. yeah well i mean and also in the bible though it says who is man that you were mindful of him you made him a little lower than the angels right well and you know i think that the and way- actually the greek i think has made him a little lower than god if you, if you read the Greek translation. I'd have to see that. The Leung's literal is, who is a man that you were mindful of him that you made him a little lower than, I think it's God. Is it? But, but, the NLT, but the NLT says angels. Either way, we're, we're still spiritual beings. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're still a child of God. Now, as, as regarding what, what Paul is saying, it could be the context he's talking about is, is from the point of view is where we're at on earth earth okay. not necessarily this is our our divine right okay. this is where we are our physical is first on yeah. earth got it I, I don't know I'd have to read the before and after because yeah. I like to have context like you say yeah. that's possible and then our spiritual is second because when we're on earth we're carnal automatically right we're, we're physical we have physical we're not physical but we have physical bodies we have all the carnal desires you know lust and hunger and you know envy and all that okay. and then maybe that's what he's talking about maybe he's saying you know if you're on earth the first thing you are is your your dominant tendency is going to be towards the earthly part could be your spiritual maybe your second maybe that's what you have to bring into the become first mm-hmm. which is why there's all this redemption through Christ to get back in touch with your with your um, original spiritual self I don't know I'd have to do more research I, I we'll you talk know again what you could say is I mean, could very well be true okay. I mean wherever truth is it, that's it, where I go it doesn't throw your no, no. yeah because it doesn't matter yeah and in the so bigger it's picture. not intrinsic to a near-death experience to have a belief in no. a potential. No, and, if, and you know what, if it's not even, if it's, there is no near-death experience, it could be the familiarity is, like you said, they were all in the mind of God, there's familiarity there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I'll readily concede that. Yeah. It's, not an, it's not a hill to die on okay. for me. Yeah. There is some, but I, I do think there is, we do know each other mm-hmm. in some capacity, or else there would be no familiarity with souls uh, when people die and come back mm-hmm. there has to be something there there's something maybe we can't explain it under the full ramifications of it i think when god gives ndes he gives us just enough mm-hmm. because he knows that's going to impact that person's life and they're going to tell other people and so being infinite he knows how this is going to splinter out and so the information that is given is what he thinks is appropriate in regard to the adam and eve thing um when god breathed into adam he's breathing into life 
into Adam and Eve, right? He's breathing the life into them, and that could just be breathing into physical life. He may not be even addressing their spiritual. He may not. You know, he, the spirits are there. He may be saying, "I'm breathing. I'm making your heart beat. I'm, you know, I'm starting to go, and right. I'm God. I give life." Right. I don't know if that's addressing their their personal spirits. I don't know. Right. And maybe it is. Well, the the Hebrew thought, if I understand it right, is that his breath, which is giving them life, mixes somehow or animates the the clay, and then he became a living. Right. Suke, mind, will, emotion. That's the that's the the spirit of a man that goes back to God who gave it. So there's another right. one for you on your side. People will yeah. say, you know, you go back to God who gave it. So yeah. I, it's I and, and the and you know the the, the Genesis count is interesting. Um, just as a side note, you know, in the book of Enoch, I don't know if you've read that. No, I haven't read it. It's I've, fascinating. I highly recommend it. It should be in the Bible. It's very popular. A these lot days. of it is a lot of it. I think is allegory, but. Did you know that the Enoch mentions the one that tempted Eve is at, is Gadriel, one of the five Satans. Mm. It's not it's 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 an angel named Gadriel mm. who tempted Eve. Now remember the book of Enoch. I think they think is written around 400 BC ish. Mm. So this is a very old book. Mm. So you know there's so much in the Bible. Mm. You know we talk about the Bible. It's just amazing because you'll hear one thing and you get another thing. And so we hear, you know, people say Satan or Lucifer, and now we're reading it's Gadriel, who was an angel, like one of the watchers. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, and um, a lot of it is very, I want to talk about the Bible a little bit here. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating book. It's the greatest book ever written. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and I agree with you, I'm sola spiritus. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sola scriptura. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a conglomeration of so many things. It's history. It's genealogy, it's poetry, it's, it's personal witness, it's revelation, it's music. I mean, the Bible is, it's not a cookie cutter book. Right. It's a conglomeration of like a whole bunch of papers and different things. Like if someone grabbed a book of poetry, history book, genealogy, a letter to you, a bill, and they've smashed them all together, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so we're still trying to figure it out. And I think the reason that the Bible was formed and, and back in antiquity is it couldn't happen nowadays. Mm -hmm. It has to be back before, the, you know, the, 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 the modern amenities would tear it apart. Or when the, the spirit couldn't flourish that way, right? Love it. Uh, I'm, I really want to know, because I've heard uh, Book of Enoch so many times in the past couple of years, recommended to me, things like that. But w do you know why it wasn't included? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I, I'm sure it has a lot of great information. But why was it excluded? The Jews, they... They, they, I don't think they were real prejudiced against anything. If no. they thought so, what was it about Enoch that they said no? I'm not certain why it was omitted. Um, I don't know if it was by the by the by the Jews who were you know putting the Talmud and all that together, or if it was early Christians. I don't no, know. The Tanakh was pretty well established by the Jews uh, prior to the intertestamentary period. So yeah, I, I just don't know, Sean. Oh, okay, but. You know, if you ever look at the Apocrypha, New and Old Testament, yeah. it is huge. Yeah. I have all the books, yeah. and it's it's this thick and it's small type. Yeah. And some of these books are older it's than some type. of the are older than some of the books that are in the Bible now, but yeah. they're omitted. Yeah. Same thing with New Testament writings. Yeah. Like, some of those should be in there. Yeah, and the Catholics would agree with you. Yeah. And the Catholics have a lot of the Apocrypha in there. Sure. To to, to their benefit, you know. Yeah. Okay, so uh, talking with you just on that point alone. If we were putting things on a continuum of, you would be considered very mystical, uh, or somewhat mystical in your Christianity, because you you are uh, bringing in things of the spirit, uh, Book of Enoch, 
books that are in the Apocrypha that you think have value versus a very conservative Sola yeah. Scriptura. No, it's right. these 66 books. Right. And don't you darn. Right, right, right. I mean, you're citing the Bible and you're, you're citing the YLT and you're citing or Young's Literal Translation. I love Young's Literal, yeah. if you want to get accuracy. It's yeah. not beautiful, yeah. like NLT, yeah. but if you want accuracy. Yeah, I love uh, Young's too. Okay, so let's, before we get into some specific stories that you're going to help uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, answer, and I'm sure you'll weave them into these questions, <sighs> you have decided to focus on near-death experiences Christians have. Primarily, yeah. Primarily, yeah. Uh, let's just step back and look at uh, the grand panoply of near-death experiences. I did a little reading because I was in, in preparation for you to come, and I saw some expert, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, and he spends his life studying it, and he says that they are also related to culture, that if you're of the African culture, your near-death experiences will be different than someone from downtown Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So, and, and talk to us about the variables first. Mm, absolutely. Religious variables, cultural variables, race variables, gender variables, age variables. How do they, do they play in? Do children have them and see playgrounds? Mm -hmm. Do adults have them and see something different? I mean, right. how do the variables play in? Um, variables do play into the near-death experience, absolutely. And, and here's the reason why. When we come to Earth, we, we, we were, we're in a very solid, you know, place. These are very solid. I can't really see your spirit. I can't see the, you know, the angels that may be near us in the spirit. You know, it's very, it's very material. And so that's how we process information. That's how we understand things. What happens when people die or have a near-death experience, I should say, is it, God is going to speak to you. What? Because He's going to. He's not just going to be like, "Here I am. Here's Jesus. Here we go." He's going to speak to you where you can understand maybe where you've been raised, your culture. Sounds like a loving God. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to come to you where you know. He, you know, eternity, like I said, it's forever. So they can get to the, you know, this is how it all, you know, really looks. But, you know, he heaven, God, the way he, he approaches you when you die, when people have near-death experiences, is you'll come to people what they know, what they're familiar with, mm -hmm. what is maybe in their culture. And that speaks to their heart, so it gives them comfort. Mm -hmm. So they're not afraid, or they're not shocked, or like, whoa, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So there'll be, a lot of times, uh, near-death experiences may be predicated on culture. Mm -hmm. But I gotta tell you, a lot of it is still across the board. Yeah. You'll have a lot of the same core elements. What are those core elements? Um, there'll be, a lot of times there's a tunnel, a dark tunnel going towards a point of light. Okay. There'll, be, uh, there'll be then, at a point of light, either they'll be greeted by an angel or a loved one or some other being, uh, life review a lot of times. The, by the way, the loved one, is that, uh, does that happen a lot in the Christian side? Yeah, Okay. that happens on, on all sides. All sides. It'll be a, a deceased relative. Sometimes it's the most random person, like like your great uncle. Wow. Like why not my, like if someone's parent, why not my dad? It'll be like, mm. your, my great uncle was here on the other side and took me around. Mm. I, I can't explain why, mm. God knows why. Mm. There's a reason for all Interesting. this. But, um, so, so there's a lot of core elements that are the same. So tunnel, relative, uh, angel? Uh, angels, um, and not all of these will all mix. A lot right. of these core elements are the same. Uh, they'll uh, life review. They'll, they'll go through uh, beautiful landscapes a lot of time. Mm. Now, when, if you th imagine having 20-10 vision okay. and perfect hearing, and your senses are all nine, so you're on earth, like as good as a healthy person could be. You just take that and magnify it 
uh, inf infinite amount of times. That is your senses on heaven. I mean, it is literally heaven. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm. Lot, so there'll be the experience of, uh, of heaven, of experiencing bliss. Mm. Um, also, there'll be a lot of times they'll travel to cities or there'll be buildings that people go in oh. and there's there's business there's things going on there hmm. or yeah, mary neal described it being very busy very busy very busy hmm. in fact in her nde as you remember there was a building in the distance a dome building and hmm. she's like i've got to get to that building because hmm. she knew if she got there she wasn't going back hmm. you know and and they told her you know they're like you could stay or you can go back and i remember she's like i'll stay thanks you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like that's nah, okay yeah. Tell, uh, really quickly, tell uh, who Mary Neal is. Um, Two minutes. Mary Neal is a medical doctor. Uh, I think she's a spine surgeon. She, she works in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. She went on a kayaking trip in South America several years ago and got pinned under the water, deep under the water. And conservatively, they say she was, she says she was under the water probably a minimum of 17 minutes. Conservatively. She had a huge near-death experience and wrote a book about it and just wrote a book called uh, the Seven uh, Lessons of the Light or whatever. I read it. It's an incredible book. I highly recommend it. Wow. But it talks about her near-death experience in more detail. In fact, she mentions Jesus in a lot more detail in this near-death experience, mm -hmm. her personal experience. Now, uh, the fact that the first book doesn't speak of Jesus as, as, as clearly as the second book, the cynics would say, like Joseph Smith's first vision accounts early, didn't right. include the details later. Um, you would ascribe that to she she actually mentioned him briefly in the first book um she mentions him in this she didn't i believe mention him in the second in the in the first book for two reasons one it was a very highly personal experience mm -hmm. a lot of people who have seen jesus on the other side it's very very highly very highly personal very special experience mm -hmm. and secondly a lot of indie ears get scorn you know what i mean they get ridiculed from people mm -hmm. however she has told the experience to family way before the book even came out the first book so it was already out there okay she just wanted to hold it closer to her heart until it was time to she found time she to was do kind it. of an indifferent christian wasn't she she was yeah. she went she was a christian but it was like i went to church i sang the hymns yeah you know i guess yeah there was an afterlife but it wasn't like a really solid relationship with jesus and understanding God's love for her and everything else. We'll go back to her and where she's at now yeah. when we kind of wrap up our time together. But so let's go back to the core things of some of those things. What else are kind of universally shared? Uh, is the looking down at the body? Looking down at the body is huge. Um, many NDEers, when they, when they leave their body through cardiac arrest or whatnot, will actually float up to the top of the room and look down at their bodies. Mm. And a lot of times they're indifferent. They don't, they're like, there's my dead body, eh. Mm -hmm. Or they'll, they'll, I mean, it could be in a horrible condition and they'll be like, eh, I don't really care. They're indifferent, mm -hmm. they don't care mm -hmm. because they're, they're in their spiritual body. So they're not so concerned. It's almost like they're apathetic to the whole thing. Like, wow. I'm glad I'm out of that thing, let me tell you. Wow. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a rat infested house. <laughs> right, like, right. Sell it, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I have to tell you, my good friend Robert Osgood, he, he had three near-death experiences. Uh, I, bl I believe uh, his, first one he coded for a good 40 minutes plus that means he's gone coded means no heartbeat yeah he's gone okay and um he 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 had his near-death experience his near-death experience he saw jesus mm -hmm. he saw jesus christ and they were walking on this path and there were butterflies all around mm. he said they were so beautiful and he saw he saw he said jesus is the most beautiful person you've ever seen in your life mm. 
he's absolutely, you are absolutely in love with Jesus. I mean, you know, we say we love Jesus here as Christians. You are so in love with Jesus there. His eyes were, they would like, they're just beautiful. The color, they would change color. It was like he was a spiritual being, but he was so magnificent. And there was so much love coming from him. Anyways, they were walking and there was butterflies. And he said that his family was praying for him when he was down there dead. And he heard the prayers. When he came out of his NDE, he recited back to them their prayers verbatim. Wow. Verbatim. And he saw from heaven, he's looking down with Jesus. They were praying, and he heard it, and he, he recited their prayers verbatim, and they were like, what the? Mm. It was like, whoa. Wow. So they weren't in the room praying? They were somewhere else praying? They believed they were somewhere else praying, wow. and he heard the prayers. And some of these prayers were in here. They're not verbalizing things. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. And so, um, so a lot of times when you just leave your body, you'll, you'll look down either at the accident or the CPR or whatever they're doing, they'll look at you. So a lot of times then the, you'll, you'll do that at first. You'll kind of just be f there. Mm -hmm. And then either a light will come into the room you're at or a light will manifest right here. And not all the time, but a lot of times the tunnel, they'll start going through a tunnel at super high rate of speed. Mm -hmm. Don't know what this tunnel is. Mm -hmm. It could be a wormhole. We don't know how the spiritual... It, I don't want to sound too science fiction. Sure. God does what he does. Mm -hmm. But they, a lot of times they go through this tunnel and then they come out on the other side of this light and then that's where they're in heaven. Mm -hmm. And... I think this is probably the, the foyer of heaven for most people, mm -hmm. right? You're not actually going in, you're in the foyer. Mm -hmm. So you're just getting the taste of it. And a lot of times these people will come to the end of the, the tunnel, they'll be in heaven, there'll either be a meadow. Many times it's a beautiful meadow. Mm -hmm. There's water that is alive. It's actually, the, the, like, the, like the water and the plants are singing back to you and they're praising God. Mm -hmm. So everything is like, is, pra is praising God while, while radiating love from each other. And everything's alive. So there's no decay there at all either, right? You think of like grass, well underneath there's decay and rot, but everything is alive there. There's no death. Everything's at, is perfectly alive. Everything has intelligence. Flowers have intelligence. The birds, you know, everything is so magnificently alive. So people have seen it in that great of detail. Exactly. And your senses are super sharp and acute. And you're feeling the love for them, and you're loving them, and they're loving you, and, and, every, and then the love of God permeates everything. Mm -hmm. And there's no sun, but there's light everywhere, mm. a light that we can't understand. Mm. And so these people are in these areas, and a lot of times this is when they'll meet loved ones or a relative or Jesus, as some of them do. And they'll tell them, you know, they'll talk or they'll have the life of you, and then it eventually comes to the point, it's not your time. Mm. You got to go back. And some of them kick and scream, let me tell you, literally. Like, there's an indie ear who was, like, trying to argue with God, like, I'm not going back. No. Have you seen Earth? It's like Compton. I'm not going back there. You know? They just, they're not having any of it. But God, God knows what he's doing. I got to tell you my, my, good, about my, my good friend, uh, Robert Osgood. He always pulls out the hat trick, right? You think you're going in, because a lot of times they'll be like, I'll give you the choice. You can go ahead and go on in. Or you can go back. It's up to you. And they're like, hmm, I guess I'll just keep going. And then God's like, okay, but can I just show you one more thing? And it's like Columbo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I got one more thing here uh, for you. Yeah. So with my friend Robert, um, he, uh, he, was, he was having his NDE and he was with Jesus and whatnot. And he saw his wife and daughter, you know, and he said, that did it. Mm -hmm. he's, like, I, he's like, I, in my heart, I knew I had to go back. Mm -hmm. God wanted me to be with them. I couldn't leave my family. Mm. And so 
ultimately you're the the Christ that's in you from the Christ that that lived and died for us mm. wins mm. right yeah because it's like look I, I've got it you know that that's such a strong force especially when you're in heaven it's just there yeah. and so even though you, at first they kick and scream it's like I've got to go back others they tell them you've got to go back and they're, and and they're just suddenly back mm. it's it's just weird it's kind of a continuum other times they give you a choice other times one second they're talking to them and they say so would you like to stay or go? And then, and then as they're thinking, they're just back in their body. Mm -hmm. So maybe instinctually their heart made the decision to go back. And obviously there are times when God doesn't show the picture of the surviving family and they're just gone yeah. to heaven for Yeah, dead. they're gone. And a lot of times they can't go back. They would go back, but the body shell is so badly damaged. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, we're done here. You know what I mean? Come on in. Mm -hmm. Good job. Thou good and faithful servant. You know what I mean? Come in and... So how about the uh, differences then within culture, uh, gender, age, yeah. and uh, religion? This is a fascinating thing. Children and DEs are fascinating, and they really, really corroborate testimony of God. If, when children have NDEs, they're, they're so close to an adult NDE. The elements are about the same. Mm -hmm. The angel, the light, uh, the beautiful area. Um, a lot of times, they'll, a lot of times they, they speak with... Um, with loved ones that have that have passed on, but it's very similar to a, for two adult NDEs. They're virtually indistinguishable, other than some things that a child wouldn't be able to understand, which is a, a history. They don't have no, they don't have a history, right? And so, they have the same core elements. Mm. A study was done between children and adult NDEs, and they have those same core elements still. Wow. By the way, what's really fascinating is. Uh, that when Jesus says to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise, paradiso, and, and that that was the view, which you said, they often come into a beautiful garden, that that was the view, uh, ancient view of what paradise part of Sheol, which was still the separate part from God, there was the paradise and the prison part, but the Sheol was a garden, mm -hmm. and it was a, even though it wasn't in God's presence yet. So that's interesting that yeah. that's included in a lot of people's NDEs. Right, and, and it's something to bear in mind with the near-death experience is that you have to liken it to, there's that old, um, they kind of use it for other things, but let's say there's an elephant, and there's six blind people, and they're all touching different parts of the elephant. One's yeah. touching a tusk, one's touching the tail, one's touching the leg. They give you their descriptions based on what they're feeling, sure. what they know. But nobody can, no one's taken out, no one's fully, no one's not blind and looking back at the whole elephant, right? Right, right. So using that analogy, uh, which came from India, the idea I wonder about is if God is truth, if Jesus is the way, truth, and life, if all roads don't lead to him, would someone in India have an NDE? Would, do they involve Vishnu? And do they come back on this earth worshiping Vishnu? I have yet to read about that. Now, so are you telling me that doesn't exist? I, I have not read an NDE like that. So I have read, there's a gentleman named uh, Ravi Parthi, I think is his name. He, he's a Hindu who had an NDE with Jesus in it. And he, yeah. Okay, so, you've had some, so you're not saying they don't exist, but you're saying I have never read a, Moh a Mohammedian NDE, a Vishnu, it's only God. I have, not, I have not read NDEs that have an explicit reference to Allah or Vishnu. I have heard of 
Muslims who've had NDEs that have seen Jesus. In fact, a gentleman, I forgot his name, I'm going to order his book. He was a Muslim, and a lot of Muslims know of Jesus, but he experienced Jesus and converted as soon as he came back to life. I, they, I think there are, some, there are some NDEs out there that, from Hindus and Muslims that couch what they're seeing in their terminology. Yeah. I, I just haven't read any that speak of seeing these specific spiritual people like Vishnu mm. and these other Hindu gods or some of these other gods. Mm. It's either very generic or it's Christian. Wow. That's fa- I'd really be interested, but let's follow up later on that. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk in emails or texts. And if you are able to research someone who's done the research, so yeah. you don't have to. I'd be curious to hear what, because that opens us up to the whole, I get God being merciful and he doesn't take us from this life and throw us in the cold shower of his awesomeness. He brings us into what we understand. Right. I okay. get all that. Right. But I would really be curious to know about those religious ties that, carry over with people yeah um, and like oh. I said there will be some terminology and there'll be some there'll be some imagery and near-death experiences that are relatable culturally yeah. so so they may say things like afterlife that's similar to being Muslim yeah. there's not a lot there's not a lot of NDEs you can corroborate with Muslims that have that have documented that have died and been documented by a medical professional mm-hmm. it's hard to come by those mm-hmm. there's 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 you know there's there's Anecdotal. There's people that tell their stories. Mm-hmm. I, we can take them at face value. Yeah. It's just I. I but corroborated. There's a, there's a lot of indies. I really like to focus on people that have that have documentation of being dead. Okay. Let's talk about that since you've mentioned it. I wanted to ask you about. Well, first, remember that one. But what about negative indies? Uh, I remember when I was on my Mormon mission. This dude went around. He was he was teaching in in stake centers. Somehow he got a pass to do that. And he talked about indies and he said. Now, in this one indie, uh, this guy, died, and his was the only one I've talked to, where he was screaming in fear, and uh, he came back to life, and his job was a evangelical preacher. Uh, and the Mormon mm-hmm. guy told yeah, this yeah. story, of course. And as a missionary, I thought, yeah, yeah. But what about those negative NDEs, percentage-wise, yeah, yeah. do you know? Yeah, um, real quickly, the, the guy who became an evangelical preacher, there's a gentleman who's in our group who had a near-death experience, and he's referenced in one of the books I wrote, his near-death experience. He was, he was a hellfire and damnation preacher. He came back the opposite. Wow. So it flipped. Wow. Totally flipped. Nice. He's like, and he said, you, you, he's like, you can't even understand. You cannot, he, coming back is, we'll talk about this later, but coming back is very hard to adapt for end of years. It's mm-hmm. such a, you're such a total, like I said, the, the linear versus vertical axis. Um, as far as the difficult NDE is, um, they're there. People, some people have difficult NDEs, you know. My, I can only say is that God is reaching this person in a way that's going to affect change to their benefit. Got it. I, I, like Howard Strom says, I don't know the mind of God. I, I'm not going to discount them. They do happen. Um, they're in, the, they're in a very large minority. There's not, compared to like the, the blissful ones, yeah. it's a very small minority, but they happen. And I can only say is that this is how God is reaching this person. I see. And it could be that God is reaching somebody else from this person's house NDE. So God is reaching somebody else who's not even had the NDE. They may be like, Joe Schmo works at 7-Eleven. He's reading a book about this guy's house NDE. He's like, I got to stop doing drugs. Sure. I got to stop. Sure. And so this guy's life has changed. We don't know the effects, but for some, for God's good will, which I believe is based on love and the best outcomes, these are happening to people, sometimes good people, but ultimately for his glory. So just let me sidestep for uh, just one small segment. 
Are you still watching uh, Heart of the Matter on Tuesday nights, current? Yeah. And things we do? So your then view of God being love, Calvinism, where God says, I'm going to determine that most of the world is going to burn in hell forever. Arminianism that says God doesn't want that, but he, he can't do anything about it, so they're going to burn in hell forever. And verse reconciliationism, which we say is God is love and he has the victory and all will be reconciled to him into a heavenly place. Uh, where do you stand on that spectrum? Absolutely agree. God, God will reconcile everybody to him. We have to understand something about God. He's infinite. What does infinite mean? It means forever. It means eternal. Whatever we can understand of that concept, it's no ending. When you say God is, is love, you're, you're, you also have to say God is infinite love, right? Because the after to God is infinite. You can't have infinite love and have torture. It doesn't work. Amen. You can have correction. Sure. That's part of love, which is why people maybe have difficult NDEs. Mm -hmm. But you can't have infinite love and have torture mm. forever. forever. Yeah. Jinx. Boom. Owe me Boom. a Coke. Psh. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. God can't be schizophrenic. He yeah. can't be the God of love who created you. That's like you going to your kids and saying, you know what, I'm going to spank you forever since yeah. you stole that candy bar. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. At some at some point, and here and the reason one of the reasons why other than God is love is. We're finite. We are extremely flawed people. Mm. To, for a Calvinist to put a demand on, on like an election on somebody through no fault of their own is, yeah. is so egregiously disgusting to me. Yeah, me too. And I'm sorry to my Calvinist brothers and sisters, but yeah. it is really a disservice. And it really is not helping God get into people's hearts because it's putting fear in their hearts and fear then causes people to do drugs or prostitution or to be angry with somebody or to be flippant right little even small personality things right. based on who they think God is right. is going to affect the personality how they interact with people yeah. in some ways I wish I wish I was uh, you know independently wealthy because I would love to fund the study of hardcore Calvinists who've had NDEs and see how they come back. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I wonder if they come back and, and say, no more. That preacher I was telling you about. That preacher? He was yeah. Calvinist? I, I, I Baptist. Bab well. But that's close. Yeah. But he was hellfire, yeah. He told me he was hellfire and damnation, and he came back and he 180'd wow. faster than you can. Yeah. I mean, it was like. Fascinating. Yeah. And here's the thing, Sean. When people come back from these near death experiences, you know what they come back? God is love. I got a, they come back and they let people don't care so much about money, don't care about status, mm. they don't really like watching TV. You know, they're all about like, what is God want me to do? You just become in love with God. And wow. they come back with a message of love. Calvinism is a, is a belief based so much on the literal interpretation of Scripture yeah. that is an interpretation of Scripture. Calvin's interpretation. Calvin's interpretation of scripture yeah. who was a French guy yeah. in the what 1400s French lawyer a French lawyer in the, so a French lawyer in the 1400s got it all figured out yeah, right. well that's good to know yeah, yeah. end of the discussion yeah you know okay criticisms what are just give us the start with the number one criticism of NDEs and throw in if it's Christian criticism or just medical or atheist criticism yeah. What are they? There's, there's a lot of them from the, from the skeptical scientific community. Some say it's hypoxia. Which, which is, is what? The, oh, brain, the, the brain or the body is starved of oxygen. Okay. And so it starts a chain reaction in the body where 
uh, th it goes into kind of a survival mode, the brain, okay. and it'll stimulate all the receptors and these things to fire. Okay. They have like a survivalist mode, so as the person's dying, it's not so traumatic. Okay. Um, but on further examination, that's that's not necessarily the the case um, because there have been cases where people have had the NDE without full epoxia, but they've been dead, but the oxygen is still there, uh, and um, it just we, it just it's just a theory. It can't be proven. Mary Neal says, being a spinal surgeon, that she knew that after she was dead. I mean, her her look, coming back to life stances. I was dead. Scientifically, I was dead. She There's was dead. no doubt about it. There was no firing off of receptors. No, There's no. no hypoxia. No. None of that stuff could have been possible. No. Now, you know, uh, Osgood, was it 40 minutes he was out? I think 40, 45 even. Dead. Wow. wow. I mean, he was dead. And let me tell you something. There are, there are so many like that. I mean, and here's the thing about NDE, Sean. This is hyper-reality. So I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and we're doing the show. This seems real to us. But the NDE life is like this. This is like a shadowy dream oh. compared. To, I mean, it is super ultra real. That's why when people come back, they have a hard time readapting to Earth life because it's like coming back into a dream. Mm. When you're on the other side, it is super real, mm. super real. It's the most real thing in your life, and you were dead. Mm. But um, and, and a lot of these. Are, and, but as far as the argument is concerned, you know, you have all the naysayers. You know, yeah. you have the, the hypoxia, or it's the brain, the brain being flooded by neurochemicals. You know. Or, That's uh, the, li the life flashing right, before right. your eyes. But you have guys like uh, Vin Panlomel, who is a Danish cardiac surgeon, atheist, and he is a full believer now. He writes in defense of uh, near-death experience. He goes, he goes, none of the scientific explanations can explain it. None. Tell the audience his name again. Uh, his name is, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's, it's Vince. V uh, Vin Panlomel. Panlomel. L-O-M-M-E-L. Okay. He's a cardiac surgeon from 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 uh, Norway, the Netherlands, I believe. Okay. Um, and but when you have people like Mary Neal, even Alexander, George Ritchie, these are medical doctors who have died and come back. Medical doctors. These are the most cynical of people usually, right? Yeah. They see the body. The body is the physical organism. So they explain things. They couch things in terms of yeah, all the interactions and what's going on and whatnot. These people are coming back like, I'm sorry, but uh, there's, we're living. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell you that. And it's kind of matter of fact the way they do it. They, they don't seem argumentative. They don't no. seem like, I can prove. They're just like, no, oh, no, it's, no. It's, it's reality. And I don't know if it ever will be able to be proved. Right. You can't that's the thing about God and earth. He's got, you know, I mean, he's, you can't, I don't know if we can ever prove with finality that's, that would defeat the purpose. There's the chasm there for a reason. I think we can get sufficient evidence, but I don't think, I don't know that we will ever get full proof. That's just not how it works. Have we ever had uh, someone who was hooked up to anything to, to test how dead they became who mm -hmm. had a near death? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. They've had people who've been flatlined brain and heart completely dead wow completely dead wow. absolutely yeah wow. and it's fascinating i mean they come back and they they're just like it just it blows blows them away but these people are a lot of these ndes and you could research these they have them on youtube these people are dead bodies as dead as you can be without final death hmm. you know there's, there's even accounts of people who've been who've woken up in the morgue like they were putting them in the you're gone nice. log this one away and they've woken up out of death hmm. And you, you know, the thing is, is like with Mary Neal and some of these others, there should be massive brain damage. 
And these people are coming back talking and walking, and they should be just, their gooses should be cooked. Is that part of it, is that they come back uh, and they're, they've been uh, healed? Miraculous healings. Doctors can't explain it. In fact, my good friend Robert Osgood, he, he, Christ told him, Jesus told him, this is, some of this is going to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen. You're going to, this is going to get better. All these things he said that would happen, and they have come to pass. And he has got actual medical documentation. Jesus said, that's not going to be an issue. We're going to, you know, you're going to be healed from that. And there was like that girl that, based on that book, um, I forgot what it was called, but she fell in a, in a tree and, uh, and it had a near-death experience. And she had a major health condition and she got healed from it. A miraculous healing. Medical, the medical community can't explain these things. Unfortunately, we have the charlatans who have, for instance, that boy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And now he's come out. His dad was a preacher. Right. And he came out with a big story, sold a bunch of books. Are, are there any that come to mind that you say, or it's really unfortunate that they have proven or they've admitted it was like, like the boy? Uh, what was that book called? Do you remember? I don't know. Um, Return there, to Heaven? Or? There's, something, there's two of them that sound really similar. There's one with Todd Burpo, but that one's real. That's oh. called Heaven is for Real. And then there's another one. And I think people confuse the two. I confuse them, yeah. Yeah, they get it. But yeah, he did come out and admit it. It's sad. You know, it's very sad. And um, it's kind of like the charlatans in the faith. Yeah. You know, you can have a real healing by God in your family. And you can have someone go up there slapping foreheads pretending to heal. Yeah. And the real healing gets thrown under the bus. Like, like Benny Hinn and these guys who are making yeah. a mockery. I am sorry, but those guys... That's that's all. That's all. Charlotte, that's yeah. all. Charlotte's treating me. Yeah. It's fake. It's giving people false hope. It may make them feel better, but um, there are some people in there that are being less than honest. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the best thing to do is to read NDEs that that can be verified to some extent medically. Okay. Um, ultimately, it's an act of faith. You have to take their word for it. You know. Almost just like we, just like when we read the Bible, we, sure. we we read it by the Spirit. How about the 20 minutes in hell? Thing. You know that one, that book, Twenty Minutes in Hell. There, there are a couple like that. Yeah, yeah. Twenty Minutes in Hell. Yeah. They, uh, There's some theories on some of these hell ones. Um, some, some attribute it to um, drugs administered. Mm. Uh, some, some of them, it's uh, they weren't actually dead. There's, there's there are other theories about it, and sometimes they're just taking artistic license. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. It's hard yeah, to know because God could be using that again Absolutely. to do something else. All you can do is what you do when you read when you study the Bible. You have to read it from every angle. You have to weigh the evidence. Try to look into the heart. Pray about it. You may have to try to get look for evidence. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have to do that with people, but sometimes you know you got to do some digging. This guy could be a charlatan. We, Robert and I know personally of some people on Facebook who are lying mm. about stuff like that, mm. about NDEs, and they're, they're doing a disservice. Or there's people who've had drug experiences that are saying these are NDEs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're really kind of, they're, they're the muddy in the waters. Got it. And that's, you know. Uh, and, you know, when I think about it, I think Jesus describes it NDE. Uh, and the reason I think this is because when Lazarus was in the tomb, he was in there for the solid three days, and uh, he stinketh, he's dead. And yet he uses Lazarus' name uh, as a personal pronoun in one of his parables. He says there was a rich man and there was a poor man named Lazarus. It's the only parable where he uses a proper noun name. Right. And, uh, and he was poor and he had sores and he dies. And then the rich man dies. So 
I have always taught and believed that when Jesus gives that parable, that that poor man was really Lazarus, and what he experienced when he died in that uh, was in the grave for three days, and oh, yeah. Jesus raised him out. Yeah, absolutely. he tells us what happened to him. He was in yeah. Abraham's bosom. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah, and so it, he actually gives us an right, indie. Right, in fact, the very Jesus that, that, that told Lazarus to come out yeah. walked with my friend Robert. When you think about oh, it, yeah. wow. that's the same Jesus. If you, if you wrap your head around it, wow. the same Jesus who was on earth said, Lazarus, come out. Because yeah. Jesus knew where he was. He, he, you know, when you're you know, asking for the body presence of the Lord, he was, he, was, he was out, but he pulled him out. I like to think that that's the same Jesus that walked with my friend mm -hmm. Robert mm -hmm. and and what was with Mary Neal, you know, the yeah. same Jesus. This is the same, this sure is the same is. guy, yeah. the same Savior who loves us all, you know. And so <clears throat> it's just, it's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating to read the endings of people who have seen Jesus. It's just amazing. And it really builds your testimony. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons I started Jesus and the Near-Death Experience is that I really want to reach the Christian community because a lot of the NDE NDE verse is is a lot of new age people, which is fine. You know, people are at where they're at, but I really wanted to get it a, a shot of the arm into the Christian community, saying, "Look at the, there's people who see Jesus, and so much of what they bring back just about agape love and service. That's that's so biblical. It's always it's all in the Bible, the New Testament. So uh, Robert and I, and uh, and Father Rod Walton and Peter Panagor, who's an NDE, who's also one of our admins, we were really trying to like you know, put that out there for Christians so they don't have to feel so afraid to accept it or embrace it without being scorned, you know. What is the great kickback from the Christian church uh, body toward NDEs? Do they feel it's... It's not, meant, they, it's not mentioned in the scripture. See, this is the thing with Sola Scriptura. But here, this is why your ministry is so important. If you don't look at scripture in context, you're looking at out of context, right? And so they're so they're so focused on what one interpretation says and what what does if it's not if it's not mentioned it can't be true right it's so narrow and so it just limits it limits what how jesus is trying to speak with us mm -hmm. in our hearts by the holy spirit because you can't really listen to the holy spirit if we're just reading the the, the letter of the of the word you know the holy spirit's got to speak to people through their hearts mm -hmm. He's, he was poured out on all flesh still is yeah Absolutely. And so that's the big thing is like if it's not in the Bible or it doesn't mention it explicitly, it, it mentions it not explicitly. Right. I could find several verses. I don't know them off the top of my head because I'm not good at memorizing Bible verses, but it doesn't mention it explicitly. But in my opinion, it's mentioned throughout the Bible quite a bit. Yeah. And, and it's really mentioned for the first time in great detail in the book of Daniel is when you really hear about the afterlife. Mm -hmm. I think it's Daniel chapter 12 mm -hmm. is the first place in the Bible that really talks about it. But it talks about all the way in Genesis when it says God, when they're gathered up to his people. Sure. That's basically saying crossed over to go see, you know, a family that have passed on. Mm. So it's, it's mentioned all the way throughout the Bible. But uh, the, the Christian community, they want it very, and they want cookie cutter, you know. Yeah. Kind of like in a lot of Mormonism, they want certainty. Everybody wants certainty. Because yeah. any little bit of ambiguity is scary to them. Yeah. You know. I've always been interested in this since college, uh, Eric. I was uh, working at ZCMI at, in Provo. And a guy worked in the department next to me, and uh, he went through the windshield of his car on the freeway, and it was out for quite a while. And he came back, and uh, he confided in me one night that he had had, and he said he was at Jesus. He just remembered. I remember him going up a spiral staircase and and looking at Jesus' feet, and Jesus talking to him through his heart. Uh, and I want to ask you one thing yeah. about audible. Yeah. Uh, 
communications if there's any spoken mouth words or if it's all in the the communication is telepathic all telepathic yeah, yeah. They, there's usually say. not speaking with mouths it's always and it's not just telepathic it is speaking heart to heart spirit to spirit it's it's like communicating on a level you can't even understand it's a yeah. full communication yeah anyway this guy he told me it was the love he just talked the love yeah. the love the love the love and then he said uh something he goes oh i gotta do a bunch of shit right now and i being a mormon said oh wait a minute you had a near-death experience and saw jesus and you come back and you say shit yeah and he yeah goes, you don't get it at all that's what he said yeah. i'll never forget it You'll, you don't get it at all no that's fascinating that you were able to hear that story. Yeah. You probably planted a kernel in it your did. heart. That's why I'm talking a to you. A tiny mustard seed, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you come back, you kind of come back and you, and you see the big picture, you're like, you don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Or the big stuff, it's all. You just, you, you see the big picture of life, yeah. and the big picture is, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, you don't worry about things before that would get you down like meeting the deadline or the p's and q's and this and that you don't it's not important in the big picture it's your relationship with other people we're out of time that was part two we're gonna go one more hour after this it got a lot coming so join us next week here on heart of the matter thanks eric you betcha